What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. I am your host, Brett McGrath. It's Friday, and you know what that means. Another conversation with a smart marketer out there that's going to help you learn something, going to help inspire. I know it did that for me, and we're not going just domestic here. We're going global with our efforts. This is the first international guest, and I'm excited to bring this conversation to you. More on that in a second. If you like what you've been hearing on this show, smash that subscribe button. Follow us at Meet Fathom on Twitter. You can follow the show at The3C Podcast on TikTok and Instagram, coming at you from a lot of different channels. And if you want to know what we're doing as a company and want to show your support for mental health awareness, go to the link in the show notes. Sign up for our email list. You'll learn more about the company, get our weekly newsletter, and in the process, we'll donate $5 to the Kicking the Stigma campaign that the Indianapolis Colts are running to help bring awareness to mental health. We are about that cause, and we are about bringing awareness to mental health. All right, back to this conversation. So it's so funny how you meet people online. I've written articles about this and just meeting strangers, and it turns into content, and that's exactly what happened with this marketer, Kaz from Tidio. We talked about a lot of different cool things, talking about link link building relationship, make creating those relationships. Um, we talked about creating content, the future of Google. We went into a lot of depth, but we met each other in a Slack group. Met each other in a Slack group, hopped on a Zoom, said hello, and I said, you know what, Kaz, you're someone that I think could bring some insights and knowledge to our audience, and that's what we're doing today. Kaz is from Poland. So shout out Warsaw, Poland. Hopefully this episode gets listened to over there. I, Kaz told me it was cold. Um, at this point, it's freezing here in Indianapolis, so it's cold all over the globe. Hopefully we can heat it up with this conversation about content marketing. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. I'm really excited for this episode, and I will tell you right now, it is the first international guest on the 3C Podcast, which is always a good place to be. We're going global with this one. I have Kaz with Tidio joining us today. We met in a Slack group, which I want to talk a little bit about that first, but how are you doing, Kaz? I'm very well, thank you. And I'm hailing from Warsaw, Poland. And yeah, very, thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah. And I think we, uh, so a lot of what we'll probably talk about is just like networking. And I know you have some thoughts on just networking and as it relates to link building, which you have a very interesting perspective, but maybe we start here because I think it's a good place for the audience uh, to understand how we got connected. Um, I'm back into this B2B marketing space and I'm trying to learn and understand where other content creators, content marketers go to learn. And we both got connected through a Slack group um, that Superpath put together. And I think I posted something, you responded and we got to chatting and I was like, oh, well, let's get you on the podcast, which to me seems like the way people get to know each other these days. But what, what are your thoughts on just like, I guess maybe that community and then just connecting with other B2B marketers in the space? Yeah, that's a great start. And I, I do believe that relationships are everything. And I'm so happy, actually, you know, with all the pandemic and everything going on, it's actually quite incredible how you get connected with people online, even more so than before. And so, yeah, as you mentioned, we met on the Slack group. I'm a part of a few Slack groups and Facebook uh, groups because I'm into link building and SEO. 
And I think it's a great community. And I think this is something that the B2B space uh, is slowly entering into, like thinking more about building relationships with each other and that it's usually connected to SEO and content. And I'm happy to talk a little bit more about link building and why all the link building techniques don't work, such as Hero or Broken Links or any other old school link building techniques that people unfortunately still use because I still get a lot of terrible email pitches that just go straight to the bin and I hate them. <laughs> I don't know about you. Yeah. And I think, I think this, is, this topic is, is, is uh, important. I think a lot of what we've been talking about are these, whether it's link building, whether it's uh, form fills, it's like all of these old antiquated, outdated B2B tactics that people are using to push people through their sales funnel. Um, there's just been a lot of energy and passion about that, these topics. And I think you're probably an expert on just link building and the relationships uh, that you're creating. And maybe I want to start here where you sent probably the most organized email about who you are and the work you're doing to me as a response, which I appreciated because it gave me a <laughs> It gave me a chance to learn a little bit about the work you were doing. But one of the things you you called out, which I thought was awesome and I wanted to unpack it, but you talked about building relationships and link building and you said in a legit way. So I'd love to hear and have you share your perspective on what, maybe you start, what's the not legit way and let people know what that is and then what is the legit way? Right. But I think a, a good start will be to actually take a step back and and tell a little bit more about like Tidio and why do we build links in the first place? Because Love I need, it. Yeah, I, uh, I need to mention that. So to give a little bit of a context for everybody, and I think case studies are the best way to, to show an example. Um, okay, so Tidio. Tidio is a live chat chatbot slash email marketing software. And um, I joined the team last year and we've decided about last year that SEO will be the main, one of the main channels for our marketing and for bringing qualified leads. We don't focus at all on social media. We don't focus, uh, well, we do focus on PPC, but we also wanted to make sure that our um, SEO is working and we have the organic traffic, hence the link building and creating the top quality content. So I think that was important to give a little bit of a context. And going back to your question. So there are plenty of ways to build links. I'm sure a lot of people read a lot of articles about how to do it. And one of the ways to do it is, for example, sending the cold emails and basically asking, hey, give me a link. <laughs> but the problem with this is that it doesn't work. It pisses people off and it basically gives you a pretty bad reputation and people just don't read those emails. It's not effective. Um, you're wasting your time and you're just annoying other people. There are other ways that I mentioned before, for example, Hero or trying to be useful and finding broken links and reaching out to people, which is a little bit better and it, it could work, but it's still not as effective as relationship link building. And basically relationship-based link building is based on relationships, as the name uh, says, and it's about creating content on very good blogs. For example, we write for HubSpot or for G2. And instead of linking to random resources on those blogs, uh, we link to the resources of the companies that we trust and that we collaborate with. 
whenever it is relevant. So obviously the anchor needs to be correct. The link needs to be right. And the, the whole resource needs to be legit and it needs to obviously bring value. And they do the same for us. So we collaborate with about 30 companies right now in the, in the SaaS space. And they all write content for very good blogs. And instead of linking to their random pages or random resources, they link to us whenever it makes sense to them and whenever they think that our content is valuable enough to, to link to it. And so the way it goes. So, so what do you see in, in terms of results from maybe the, the way people are operating in the link building game from the cold emails to kind of the process that you you are working through with relationship building like what sort of results do you see from those efforts right so first of all it works like it's way more effective because you are talking to other people and you know that you're going to get a link back if you give them a link as well so it's not so random and you build links much faster because if you collaborate with 30 people and you write a guest post, you can put, let's say, three to four links to three to four partners. And in exchange, from one guest post that you are writing, you're getting back three or four links from the um, articles that they are creating. So it's a little bit like uh, link building on steroids because you might write, I don't know, five guest posts per month and put five links in each of them to your partners, which gives you 25 links that you're going to get back, but only by writing five guest posts. So yeah, that's, that's the way it works and it's way more effective. Yeah. So you're on both sides, like you're, we talked about you're, you being on both sides where you're dealing with the SEO and then you're also kind of wearing the content hat too. Talk to me a little bit about both sides of the equation there, because sometimes people are one, sometimes people are the other, but talk, talk to me about playing both roles and how you're, how you're looking at delivering content to the market. Sure. So that's quite an interesting topic and quite a large process. And TDO is still a startup, so it's kind of normal to be doing more than one thing. So I was also taking care of uh, of our content. And actually, our content process is quite complex, I would say. We use tools such as ClearScope, and we have a team of three writers right now, and we make sure that our content is top quality. And the way we do that is by checking what already works in, uh, in the eyes of Google. So so checking the SERP, uh, ClearScope is a tool that actually scrapes the, the SERP results and it gives you all the keyword suggestions and it helps you to check how does your content compare to other types of content that's already ranking in Google. Um, before that, we were actually doing that manually. So we are going through SERP uh, for a given keyword or a given topic, and we're checking what works right now uh, in Google. We are also trying to like steal featured snippets, which is kind of cool. It's, it's almost like science, to be honest, just going through all the top ranking content and trying to outrank them first by creating a better content, obviously making it more unique. And by unique, I mean, for example, adding some research that's, you know, making it a little bit more distinguished from other. And secondly, by building links to this content and doing it consistently. So right now I can tell you that we have, I think, I was checking before the call, but I didn't finish um, doing that. But I think we have nine uh, pieces of content that rank in like top five of Google for their main keywords. Some of them have quite low search volume, but they are super relevant to our product. 
perhaps I forgot to mention, but TDO is really focused on like bringing actual money through content, not just bringing traffic. We think that traffic is quite a vain metric. So we usually focus on creating content that has like lower search volume, but is super related to our products. So live chat, chatbots or email marketing. So you, you, um, you talked a lot about a lot there. And one thing that I, <laughs> I, I gravitated to was you revisiting posts that are ranking higher and infusing, co- po- creating posts to compete, but doing so by infusing research in topics that are going to be helpful and relevant to the content consumer. So like, talk to me about the, the, the balance you, you walk when you're trying to not just create a bunch of crap just because it ranks high or because it's, it's trying to play into the algorithms of Google, but you're being mindful of how it works. But then on the flip side, also creating pieces that if someone stumbles across one of your articles, they're actually going to learn from and it's going to give them a good brand connection to uh, TDO. Right. Well, that's a big topic as well. Maybe it's also important to mention, I believe everybody's aware of that, that uh, B2B content, well, it's a little bit harder to convert people on the first visit. Also, because usually the people reading the content are not the decision-making people in the company. We are lucky enough that Tidio is mostly targeting uh, small business owners. So it's often just a one-person business. So perhaps we are reaching the right audience. And that's why our content has become so like converting, which is lucky for us. Good. I, I was just curious, just the balance where of... SEO and thinking about how you, you know, create the right keywords and do the right things within your post to appease the uh, algorithms, but then also be mindful of that the content has substance to it. So when people do stumble across it, it it doesn't read just like some unhelpful keyword infested blog post, but it reads like something that's going to create a strong connection with your brand and it's helpful. Right. Well, that's something we're still working on, but obviously there is a very fine line and between writing content for Google and writing content for the user. And obviously the latter should be your focus. And this is something we try to focus on as well. So there are actually two parts of it, like trying to use empathy and trying to get into the user's shoes. So using the language that's very simple and, you know, very conversational in a way and trying not to be overly self-promotional, even though that's something we're still working on. And by self-promotional, I mean, for example, putting hundreds of CDAs everywhere and the pop-up or chatbot or everybody or whatever thing on your side that's trying to just get people to convert. So that's something we're definitely trying to avoid and working on. But of course, we do write with SEO, with keywords in mind, because we do want the right people to, to come to our content. But yeah, this is like writing content is a huge topic and that's something we are still learning, I believe, and mastering. Yeah, no, it's 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 a huge topic and it's something that as coming back into this game, I'm just, I'm just very interested in the points of view and the market and the people behind the content because it just it feels like like what you just said, you want it to be authentic and you want people to not it it feel like someone's being pushed through the process, but also on the flip side, you want to make sure that the content has a chance and that 
you need to have a chance by putting in keywords. So when people are searching it, your, your company appears and starts showing up. So I just think that balancing act is interesting, right? Yeah. And, and if I can just add something for us, like the worst thing that can happen to you is somebody coming to your content and then clicking back and just leaving and then searching for the same thing again. Like this is the sign uh, for Google that there is something wrong with your content. It's kind of like a bounce rate, but not really, because if somebody's coming to your content and then they are coming back to the search, that means they didn't find valuable things in your content. So that's something we are, we are really like aware of and something we're trying to battle. And we do this, for example, by referring people to other resources, even though they are not from Tedia Block, right in the intro. So we try to be very clear from the start what the article is about, trying to be very transparent for the user experience to, to be much better. And we actually link to other pieces of content so that people coming to our site will not go back to the search engine, but instead will click through to another piece of content that's not ours, but through our through our content. So Google doesn't get this weird feeling that mm, somebody went to their content, but then they left. There must be something wrong with it because this is like a ranking uh, signal for them, right? So this is one thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think what's interesting about the way you describe the structure of your post is you're setting expectations up front for the audience or anyone who stumbles upon it. These are the things in this post that you can expect. It's much like any salesperson should be doing if they're having a conversation or a meeting with someone that they're trying to get to use their product. It's set expectations up front. So it's not a mystery when you're going into it. And I think that's something that I haven't necessarily been heard called out. And it might seem basic to a lot of people, but I Mm -hmm. think is really important. Yeah. I mean, Google, Google highlights the user experience as the most important thing. They're creating a product for the users. So I think having this in mind that you are actually writing content for users primarily not for search engine is key and you cannot really forget that let's let's talk about the like let's you go to the other side of the table and you are the content consumer that's doing research on a piece that you are putting together what are the types of things that you go through and and, and roadblocks you hit in the b2b content experience that you think we need to flush down the toilet and things that you don't like Mm. So we touched upon a, uh, on this a little bit. So this is the thinking that that you have people who will convert right away. And me personally, if I go to some other blogs as a consumer to B2B blogs and I get a lot of pop-ups and messages and CDAs that try to convert me right away before I even have a little bit of trust or I learn a little bit more about the company, this is something that's very off-putting. Um, this kind of self-promotional, aggressive way of trying to convert somebody on the on the first visit. And I think that's something that's really broken when it comes to B2B content marketing. And we are battling that as well at Tedia because we, we are guilty of that too. Uh, obviously, you want people to convert, like this is the, the purpose of the content, but there is a middle way. And one of, the, one of the practices that we did experiment with, and it went quite okay, was just uh, putting out the lead magnets. So, you know, giving a little bit of the content, but not being too overly aggressive. We don't want people right away to get a subscription. We want to educate them before before we try to convert them. And I think, well, it didn't work 
super well for us, but it definitely worked better than trying to be super aggressive uh, right from the start. And it gives us a chance to actually nurture those people like through the uh, email uh, and for them to get to know us and trust us and see us as an authority in the field and see if we are actually offering something useful and something of interest to them. There's a couple there's a couple of things you said there that I just love. I think admitting guilt that is so important. <laughs> it's not saying this is the way the market should be doing things, but it's saying, "Hey, like we we've done this. Like I'm I'm guilty of this. I'm saying that now in meetings with uh, our CEO Jonathan. It's like, yeah, there's a problem and but we're guilty of it. So how do we make a change?" So I th- I, I I hear that. I hear I hear that and that's something that for every marketer out there, it's, it's, yes, there is an old way of doing things that it's hard to break the cycle of it. Um, but just be mindful that you're doing them and try to think, consider other changes. The, the other thing you said was that you closed with was just the trust component. And I think that's just such a key piece to content marketing. And, you know, I, there's a lot of companies in the B2B space I trust. And I'm not going to call them out here, but one company specifically, I trust. I've I've trusted them enough to buy their product at two different companies. When I was doing research on a topic, I Google went to Google like we all do, and I typed in the topic, company name, search result one, co- clicked the company to read their blog post, and what happened? Immediately, I got hit by a chat bot. Immediately, the chat bot was trying to qualify me. Immediately. I dropped off the page and said, really? Like, I'm trying to use you as an example to promote the good. And now I'm hit with this experience that it feels really bad. So I don't know. I just call out that example because it just happened and everyone does it. But we've got to, as marketers, I feel like we've got to do whatever we can to think about the consumer and to think about earning and developing that trust first. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's why you have to have different types of content, because as you mentioned, the chatbot was already trying to qualify you before you were even ready to do anything. And that means that they just didn't learn about the target market and different groups in their target market. Right. And this is why you need to have different types of content. So there must be content that's purely educational and purely for people to just come and be like, oh, okay, that was a useful, nice article. I don't feel like I need to do anything. Like I don't owe them anything. They just put out a nice piece of content and I used it. And there is also other type of content where they're coming and they're like, okay, I want to learn more because I'm interested. And you know, show me, show me why you're the best solution. Like I want to read this promotional stuff because I want to know. And this is something that we are doing too. For example, we are posting the um, listicles. So we are putting together the list of tools. And of course, Tidio is somewhere up there at the top because we are doing the comparison, but we are trying to be as transparent with it as we can. And I think this is the type of the content that's like the most authentic type of content and for people who are actually looking for information and for some kind of comparison so they can make up their minds. I love it. Maybe we close with this. I know when we chatted on the intro call, you had some bold perspective and it involved some predictions and things involving Google. Would you like to share just some of that point of view that you have on just maybe changes or things that we should be expecting as content creators in the future? 
Sure. I'd just like to say that I thought that guest posting would be out of uh, out of space completely. And Google has been saying that for years, but it still hasn't happened. So perhaps I'm not the best person to ask for the predictions, but I'll give you one, which I think I think it could happen. And I think it's some it's a trend that we are going towards. And that's the fact that backlinks might not mean as much in the future as they do right now. And I don't mean that, you know, there will be no more outreach and no more link building and no more PR at all. But I do think that we are like moving towards brand being the most important ranking factor. And we've seen that with Google a little bit already with the EAT um, algorithm uh, that I think it launched last year or two years um, before. And, you know, about building trust and authority as a brand. And I think we are slowly levitating towards towards this place in, in the SEO space. I love that. I think, you know, we're all brand builders. That makes a lot of sense. It'll be interesting. I will be following your prediction, that's for sure. And we'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Let's make sure, let's let's plug the company. Talk talk to me maybe about what's on deck for TDO and where people can go to, to find what you're working on. Sure. So you can find Tedio at tedio.com. We have three product pages for our live chat chatbots and email marketing. And right now we are actually working on developing some of our AI features for chatbots to make them a little bit more useful for our users. And we are working hard on our, well, we're working mostly on our products inside on our onboarding. Uh, we don't plan to launch any new products in the upcoming year, but we'll be definitely developing the AI feature. That's awesome. I got to, before you leave, I got to ask you. So it's, I'm in the Midwest of the US of A. It is cold here in Indianapolis. How cold is it in Warsaw right now? I didn't check the temperature, but I think it's around zero. We had, <laughs> yeah, we had snow as well uh, yesterday still, but today it's a little bit better. I think it was raining, but it's around zero. It's pretty cold. So what are you doing when it's zero outside when you're not working? Like what what are you doing like to entertain yourself? I mostly in this time I'm mostly dreaming of being in the beach in Portugal. <laughs> but since I cannot really travel, I am painting and reading a lot of books and blogs. That's incredible. Uh, <laughs> man, Portugal sounds nice right now, doesn't it? It so does, especially south. I wish, I wish. Soon. <laughs> Yes, yeah, soon. Well, th thank you so much. I appreciate the time and the perspective. We'll definitely uh, maybe uh, have you back on here uh, in the coming months to talk about the work you're doing and what you're up to, but really appreciate the time. Thank you so much, Brad. It was a pleasure. I love meeting people that are in it, and Kaz is one of them. From the technical SEO side, relationship building, creating content, she wears many hats at Tidio and that company. Definitely go check out what they're doing. Check out what Kaz is doing. I had a lot of fun with that one. Hit subscribe if you like what you've been hearing on the 3C podcast. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. And we will be back on Monday with a new episode.